0: Your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Solom. All right, welcome to Work. Welcome back to Work everybody. <laughs> 608-785-7914 is the Talk and Text line. I'm Rick Solom. All that's been said. I got nothing today. I got no guests. It's the day after the day after Christmas. Nobody's working today. Well, nobody's. I mean, people are at work right but this is what i joke is like the maybe the one of the least productive weeks in the history of capitalism so in in honoring that i didn't have a guest booked for today and i just got a bunch of notes i do i did pawn some i'm going to pawn some of my work off on brad williams because he went to sparta today to check out um just check to check out some Legos. That's basically what Brad did. So in in honoring the Christmas theme and continuing my streak of not getting any Legos for Christmas for about, I would say, 20 years, maybe 25 years, 44, 34, 24, eh, probably, probably like a little over 25 years, uh, we're going to talk about Legos a little bit. Anyone get any good gifts for Christmas? Anyone get the uh, Mercedes Benz with a bow on it out in the driveway? Anyone get that? If you did, please call me. 608-785-7914. I don't think Eric from Sparta. Eric, you didn't you didn't get a Mercedes Benz out in the driveway for Christmas, did you? No. No. Yeah. Did you get a? Did you get a? Did you give or get a Mercedes Benz with a big bow on it out in the driveway for Christmas? This Rick. Okay, so Eric's on his own planet. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. You can't just bring a, You can't just bring the caller on and, and start uh, asking them questions. Apparently, uh, he also did. He also did call before I asked that question. So I don't think he was calling in in honor of the presumed. Getting a Mercedes Benz out in the driveway. I love those commercials, though. A lot of the commercials, like, who are you? Who are you marketing to here? How many people see those commercials? Oh yeah, that's so cute. The husband got the wife, the wife got the husband, a brand new car for Christmas. This is exactly what I relate to. What I want. And if I didn't, and if even if I did relate to that, had the ability to do that, would I do that? No. Who's doing that? Come on. Did get some cool gifts for Christmas? We'll say I again didn't get a Lego set, but I was looking at the uh, most expensive Lego sets of all time here, and like the most valued, so we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Um, I wanted to I, so I wanted to talk about what the top of the top of the hour news just brought up and and that was I was kind of mad that they did this, but maybe it, it's kind of the theme right after Christmas is returns shipping returns and taking stuff back and I have a bunch of stuff I want to take back and it's like clothes and ordered it online and I have to return it, but it has to be shipped. That doesn't seem very cost effective. So like at what point does this, does this end or do our, do we start to realize, or maybe, maybe the government's got to get involved and showing what the markup is on shipping, like how much more expensive are all the things that we're buying, based on what it costs to ship these things. As we talk about, you know, climate change and the impact of internal combustion and and unnecessary movement of people, right? Like whether it's it's somebody just taking a private jet for a two-hour flight when they when it would have been faster to drive anyway, but they take a private jet. Uh, just the, the amount of things that we buy and return with, quote-unquote, sh- well, well with shipping. But if you're like me, I don't... If I got to pay for shipping, I'm just going to buy more stuff to get the free shipping, and then I'm going to return the stuff that I don't ha- don't want to get the... Uh, because the returns are always free shipping, so I'm just going to return that stuff. So I want to talk about that, and they, they did hit on it at the top of the hour news a little bit. Um, stealing my thunder... I also wanted to talk about gambling because I think, I think a lot of the times, on Christmas you get, and I I did too. I got a, got a uh, lottery ticket, but it was a, it was more of a. You you don't win the the billion dollars, whatever that is, the Powerball or whatever. Um, it's not one of those, but you can win. I think it said up to seventy five thousand dollars. So I got one of those. And I think I. Scratched off everything. The first thing I scratched off was a winner, and it was like thirty dollars. I was like, "Oh, that's cool." And then I looked, and the the, the lottery ticket costed cost ten dollars. So I was like, "Oh, well, then kind of won ten dollars. It kind of won twenty dollars here if the thing cost ten dollars." And then I scratched. It was like twenty five things to scratch off, and then scratched off all the twenty four other things, and that was the only winner. The first and very only <laughs> the first thing I scratched off was the winner, but just. Just in terms of, and I don't want to talk about like lottery. Lottery tickets are weird, but like when the states, when states allow lottery tickets, right? But our state doesn't allow sports gambling. Really, I guess in the casinos, we're starting to do that. But and then we allow casinos, but we don't just allow anyone to gamble whenever they want. And it just gets the. It, it is kind of itchy to me. I, I went to, uh, I was it Iowa, a couple months ago, and there's a casino there but it's run by the state so it's one thing when I go to the casino in Green Bay or near Green Bay and it's like a on a reservation that's one thing but when, <laughs> it's a whole other thing when I go to a casino and it's run by the state it's just like wow the state's really and you just kind of look around and all these people are gambling it's just like a really itchy about like wow this all these people are just part of me is like let people do what they want with their money and let them gamble and then the other part of me is like maybe the state shouldn't be running gambling. <laughs> Facilities and just bilking everybody out of their money because the 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 percentages that you get back. But then on the flip side, then we're not allowing some states to to sports gamble, so we can't gamble on sports or we can't get on the DraftKings app or whatever and and just gamble whenever you want. So I don't know. It's, I was looking up some numbers because Illinois and Michigan allow sports gambling, and they're really you know obviously when when it comes to this and like legalizing marijuana they're really taking in tax money that we could benefit from but then again it's the state just taking tax money from taxpayers on top of that the sports gambling websites that you use are are taking much much more than that so anyway 608-785-7914 Brad Williams was inspired today at a Lego event we're going to talk about that and just Legos in general how how have Legos changed when when Brad was a kid hundred years ago versus when I was a kid versus now Uh, looking at some of the Legos now, man, there there's, there's some pretty, pretty advanced Legos and they seem to cost quite a bit too. We'll be back. All right. Welcome back to lacrosse talk PM. Get out here. Stone Temple pilots. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. If you call and I talk to you, you could feel free to engage with me. um, Talk back. Maybe have a conversation. Yell but at if, him once in a while. But if you you call me, and this didn't happen on the air, Eric called and he was befuddled that I answered the phone and then was talking to him and didn't understand that I am uh You you call the person, they answer the phone, and then when you answer, you pursue to talk to them. Uh, and he didn't understand that. And then he called me during the break and started harassing me. Um, so that was fun. <laughs> 608-785. So if you ever wonder, like, why don't you take Eric's call? Well, you heard the call. He He wasn't communicating in a, wor- in a world where you talk to each other. Like Brad is in here now, Brad Williams, the wisdom newsroom. Brad went to Sparta today. We're going to communicate about a thing that you did in Sparta. In did a you, world. Did you get to play with Legos? I
1: No, I didn't get to play. This was about Legos. I didn't get to play with Legos, and I don't think, unless other people brought their own Legos, that it, it was mostly hearing about Legos and seeing Legos assembled. A, a, a
0: Lego nativity scene? No.
1: no. You were at the no. Deke. No, Deke this is the Deke, Deke Slayton Space and Bicycle Museum in Sparta. Yep. Yep. And until January 28th, they have in their first floor uh, I- exhibit area, they have a holiday village display made out of Legos, which is, you know, trees and buildings and, and so on. And it's, it's very nice. And to uh, to let people know about this... They uh, have brought in two Lego Masters. There's a po- very popular show on Fox called Lego Masters. And uh, two of the, and there it, you brought it up on, uh, on screen right now, two of the uh, local people who have made it to like the finals of Season 2 of the Lego Masters were the brothers Caleb and Jacob Schilling. Okay,
0: can you can you describe what Le- Lego Masters TV LEGO show is competition
1: competition of uh, they're given uh, people who are really good the teams of Lego. It can be husband and wife, brother sister, you know, cousin, you know, whatever. But what are they
0: doing? They're building a Lego set, or are they, they making are, up they their are own. They are being
1: they are given Legos. They are given tasks of uh, build build a fountain, build a waterfall, build okay. a something or other, you know, and. Uh, and the people who do it best, they have judges, and, okay, uh, so they, and then they move on and uh, possibly can win a hundred thousand dollar prize. Now they just had a, a season finish a couple of weeks ago, but last year in twenty twenty one, Caleb and Jacob were the the plaid brothers. They, they they were their theme was to wear plaid shirts, which they don't normally wear most of the time. But they were they're the plaid brothers, and they made it to the finals. Did not win the one hundred thousand dollars, but. They are. They've been Lego masters. Aside from that TV show, for a number of years, they've they've won competitions around the country, and uh, they came in to Sparta today. Yeah,
0: yeah. They, they were at the Deke at Slayton the Museum. Deke Slayton
1: Museum, and uh, that's yeah. You are uh, looking at a picture of the the scene of Christmas they, trees, and uh, and that's made out. Of, they, this is somebody else did that, not the Shillings. I,
0: did they seem impressed with this Lego village? Because I
1: didn't. Uh, I don't they hadn't gotten to see it before the uh the presentation did. they they did the uh, no the unveiling is it's been on display uh, i guess for a few days already and like i said for another month but they they didn't get to see it until after their presentation and after they got to talk to all the people so i i don't know what they thought of that one but, uh, they... Well, it would be really funny if you asked them, they're like, eh, we see better. Because <laughs> no, it would no, be they, the worst they, question. No, they sound like they'd be pretty diplomatic. Right, it would yeah. be the worst
0: question ever, because nobody would ever go, Because
1: eh. it's kind of funny, they were talking about their experiences on the uh, the Lego Masters show, which took up about a month, a little over a month of their time when they were filming it. They had to take time away from being at college. They're, they're at college already, and... And they couldn't tell anybody at college why they couldn't come to class for a month. That's how secret these uh, TV shows keep it. It's like, yeah, imagine you,
0: being being at a at a house party in the basement, uh, drinking some WAP out of a red Solo cup, <laughs> and you know having a couple too many of those, and then people just harassing you about did you win the Lego competition? And you're just like inebriated, and you're like, mm, man, I'd really love to yeah, tell you they, and impress you. But. That's right.
1: They can't tell them. While they're doing it, what they're doing it, but they can't a- tell until it's on the air, how they did, or whatever. Now we ha- uh, we got pictures from it, and this is... The second floor is of the uh, the Slayton Museum, where you have airplanes and bicycles, and uh, they're pa- were- packed house here. For packed the house, kids. yeah, the two, the- oh yeah. I mean, it's Christmas the- vacation. You got kids who do Legos. You got parents who do Legos. They're 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 all and they watch the show. So they had all sorts of questions about when well, when you do this or what's your favorite. You know, so they're they're all into it.
0: Have, do you do you care about legos at all like do you go uh, yeah, are you I, like me do you go to the target and then kind of wander to the toy section just to look at the legos cuz uh, i still do that uh,
1: i i think you do it more than i did uh my first you ex- could say no my right? first exposure for leg to legos was uh my younger brother got legos for a birthday i was about 7 years old at that time what year do you think 64 uh,
0: 1964 so what so, so Legos they had now. Already
1: been around for like twenty years. The plastic Legos had already yeah. been around since the forties. They were. I looked it up just a little while ago. They were created by the Christensen family in the nineteen thirties. Ole Kirk was the the main guy behind the legos.
0: Yeah, and legos today. So I, I looked it up. Most expensive But
1: legos are huge now. I mean, well, you could make the Death Star. Well, here it is. The most expensive <laughs> the most
0: expensive legos right now are mostly Star Wars. The Millennium Falcon and the AT-AT, the AT the the big The AT-AT. Yeah, so the Star the, the Wars walking Empire things. Strikes Back, the, yeah. the big giant
1: the, the snow, walking things, snow yeah. machines, right? right?
0: The snow walkers. Uh both of those pieces are $850. Right. You can still you can buy them right, right now. They're for sale. Uh, the Millennium Falcon is seven thousand five hundred forty-one pieces, and it comes with eight little figures. Yep. And the ATAT or Add ad I, I guess you would call it an ad ad. i always say ATAT. Um, it's <laughs> it's about 6,800 6, figure or uh, pieces. with yeah. Nine figures. And then the next one on the list is the Imperial Star Destroyer, so Darth, Darth Vader's right, ship, the Death Star, the the big ship, the Death yeah. Star. Uh, seven hundred dollars. It's forty-seven hundred pieces, almost forty-eight hundred yeah. pieces. Only comes with two figures, though. And then the the first non-Star Wars Lego piece, mm-hmm. the Titanic, six hundred eighty dollars. Is- now it has the most pieces. Do it is sure. nine thousand ninety pieces. Well, of course, it was, huge. but it doesn't it was come. A Titanic. It doesn't come with
1: any figures. Why wouldn't it come with some
0: some people floating?
1: That's sick. You talking about that? What is Jack and Rose? Jack and they Rose. They could both fit on the door. <laughs> right. It should come with a little door. Lifeboats. Jack- well, I'm sure they've got lifeboats. I, the I don't know if it comes with its own iceberg. I didn't that I mean, is it too soon out? to do
0: that? Is it insensitive yeah, to have right. lifeboats? It, it's,
1: it's too soon. Right. Can't have figures. But,
0: but, but $680, 9,000 pieces for the Titanic. Um, you know, and I, I, I said earlier in the show, I haven't, I've gone about over 25 years without getting a Lego set for Christmas. Hint, hint, anybody out there. Um, and then I, when when I was a kid, Lego sets there there was there was some, there wasn't like they weren't as advanced as they are now. But there were you know you could buy some commercialized yeah well, like pieces. But when you over, in, in over the, the 60s, years when, in the
1: sixties it was just basically you get Legos you do what you want with them. It's sort of like Tinker Toys right. or you know Lincoln Logs and that sort of thing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, over the years they have become a lot more. But uh, the, the, the Lego people have come up with, let's do this for Lego, let's kind of, do
0: that. Everything's kind of faded. If you if you, you talk about Tinker Toys, I'm not even sure I know what that is. Lincoln Logs, I know. Constructs, yeah. I had where,
1: when I was a kid, yeah. remember? Constructs. Well, uh, yeah, or no, Erector Sets. Erector or, Sets, tink, yeah. Tinker, tinker Toys are just wooden kind of... You, you put the stick in the the wheel, and then you oh, build yeah. stuff that way.
0: So all that stuff kind of has
1: faded. Is, uh, there's an Erector I mean, I'm set. Sure in my parents still around well, in no, one but, way or another.
0: But, but there's Lego an erect... is the big thing. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is Lego it ad- has advanced where they oh, yeah. they you know like right here they they've taken exactly. Star Wars. and you it's can buy not like just a, kids.
1: It's all ages. You can
0: well, it's a TV show, right? Like you can yeah. get a, a Mustang GT Lego. Sure. It's like a hundred bucks at, oh, at the yeah. store, but. But Lincoln Logs, you couldn't really advance. Like, you're, how many log um, cabins? Can, you can't really build a Death Star with Lincoln Logs. <laughs> no, but couldn't. a Rector set Well, you could try. But an Erector <laughs> set, they, they could have. Yeah. They could have advanced with the times and commercialized it a little bit and taken, yeah. you know, well, doing a Rector set Star Wars That's why they or, have
1: TV shows about Legos. Right. Because but, they're, but they didn't do they're this. up to date.
0: But what was? But were Legos even popular versus sure they, versus Lincoln Logs? Or were they, like, they, second The Legos fiddle?
1: were kind of the, the new... A kid toy on the block, you might say, because it was it was still in the uh, the. We're talking about the days of black and white TV, you know. Yeah, <laughs> so, but what
0: was what was the toy around that time when you were you were, were ten years things old? things like you know?
1: Tinker Toys and and, and uh, Lincoln Logs. Okay, so and but but you have the same kind of toys you have now. You had Slinky. You had uh, oh, there were ones that came out in the '60s that didn't really last. Things like uh, creepy crawlers. That's where you you would put plastic into a mold, and then you'd cook the mold, and it looked like worms and bugs, okay. and you know, and the and the edible version, incredible edibles. Okay, but
0: <laughs> but, we're, but the most popular tool, their tool toy, was maybe like Lincoln Logs or,
1: or an yeah, that set. that was until Legos came really became popular. But did Legos take over? Pretty much, at, at yeah. At that
0: point, too? Oh, Even back uh, Well, then?
1: more like in the 70s and 80s, I think, as, okay. as the company was really starting to branch out and saying, hey, we can make kits that people would like to put together.
0: Yeah, you can see what you can I make. Mean, as, yeah, opposed I mean, to being... as
1: opposed to, like, jigsaw puzzles, which, well, I mean, they're still popular. Well, as
0: opposed to being creative yourself. And yeah. creating something with an erector set that has... But
1: you want to create something that you've seen. Right. If you've seen the Enterprise on Star Trek, if yeah. you've seen anything from Star Wars or the AT-ATs. At, I think maybe we sort of should of bring,
0: bring, bring bring back the erector set and then commercialize it where we can build some of these things. I
1: think it well, would be I, popular. Well, the erector set may still be around. I haven't looked lately, but it was, it was kind of funny. Uh, Jacob and, and Caleb Schilling talking about, and they showed a few videos of when they were on the show where they... One of their big things was they were supposed to build this orange. Uh, now I can't remember the name. An, an orange truck, and okay, try out your orange truck, and on this, it it went right off into a hole. <laughs> so they, and they they lost that particular one, but they did better on other ones. But the the orange truck just went down in a hole, and and they said the, uh, the one thing that people really want to know about the Lego Masters show. Is what host will Arnett smells like?
0: Well, also, how many Legos have they stepped on in their lives or what are they, I they, want to know well, they We say should they
1: wear shoes We should so they get don't the boys to
0: step on We them. should get the boys' parents on and ask them how many Legos that they have had embedded in their feet over their lifetime. <laughs> Because that is the the one thing with yeah, Legos, just destroying families' feet. Uh, I know, one br- but that's why you wear
1: shoes while you're putting
0: Legos together. Yeah, but you don't wear shoes. I know. You don't wear shoes. Not in your on house. Christmas
1: morning. No, yeah. you don't
0: do that. Yeah, yeah, and you wake up in the night. You go to the bathroom, and a Lego one Lego and had goes, fallen. When the kid when the kid puts the Legos away, one falls into the hallway, and right? that's the one place. And that's you step. the one
1: where Dad steps. and, yeah.
0: and then and everybody says, "No
1: more Legos."
0: And then everybody gets it. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Brad. All right. 608-785-7914 is the talking Text Line. We'll come back. We'll probably talk about gambling a little bit. Um, if anyone wants to send me one of these Lego sets, feel free, 201 State Street. That would be great. All right. We'll be back. All right. Welcome back to the Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talking Text Line if you want to get in here. Today's a good day to do it because I slacked off over the holiday, and didn't book anyone to, except for Brad. I made Brad come in here and talk about the event in at the Deke Slayton Museum in Sparta today, where they had the Lego Masters on, and showed off their Lego Lego Christmas Village, which is a little late. I think you needed to do the Christmas Village, but it was a packed house. There was a lot of people there. Uh, every I would say, almost standing room only. If it is if all the chairs are taken and everyone's sitting and there are some people standing, is it standing room only? Because there are sitting. So what do you call that? Standing and sitting room only? Uh, there's a story on the AP Wire today. It says, uh, Wisconsin Waitress gets a $1,000 tip from Christmas customer. Kelly uh, Blue, 29-year-old, waiting tables at a diner in some Prairie outside of Madison at 6 a.m. on Sunday when she started chatting with one of the few customers at the restaurant at that hour. 6 a.m. on Sunday, she's at a diner, right? Just think about it. What, what were you doing on Sunday at 6 a.m.? I was just getting up. I went back to bed, but I was just getting up. Christmas Day, right? Um, they, and then just talking to her, and he left her a $1,000 tip. Uh, the customer was Michael Johnson, president and CEO of the Boys and Girls Club of Dane County. He said he was looking for people in need of help. And part of the club's pay-it-forward campaign, two donors had given about five thousand dollars for tip money. So he said, he said uh, his Christmas Day schedule was booked with families. He planned to help starting at 7:30 a.m. So he searched the internet for restaurants open at 6 a.m. and learned about this diner in Mat- in some prairie. He also gotten an, an email about Blue Cali Blue and wanted to measure her customer service skills and demeanor. So it wasn't enough that she was just working at 6 a.m. I guess she had to be a good waitress as well, right? Uh, he was impressed enough to pull out $1,000 from his $5,000 tip money. He said about 12 servers got big tips, but Blue got the biggest one because it was Christmas morning and she was the last recipient. Last recipient. So he must have used the other $5,000 already. But it's 6 a.m. on Sunday, I feel like you would start this. If you you were given $5,000 to to kind of donate to people in terms of like, but I would start at 6am on Sunday and find out all the people that are having to work. Like how many people are working. Right. And and waitresses, especially in Wisconsin are waiters and waitresses are making like $2 an hour to plus tips. Right. It's kind of a joke in Minnesota. You can go make minimum wage, which is 11 some dollars an hour. But in here in Wisconsin, we, you know, we live in the stone age. Um, but yeah, I think if I was given $5,000 to just kind of distribute to people in in need or people kind of working over the holidays, I, I guess I don't really understand exactly what the, the money was. It was for tip money, so it was for people that are working in, the, in this industry. I would start at 6 a.m. or maybe 5 a.m., find out who's working at 5 a.m. on Christmas morning or 6 a.m. I would start there, and then I would just go and, and find out uh, just go. Re- I guess you would eat a lot because you would have to go to all these restaurants and order a little bit. You have to pace yourself and find out who's. It's kind of kind of awful and, and great. It's kind of an awful great story. It's one of these you see these all the time. You're Like oh that's that's really awesome. I think I saw one uh, a a man turned 100. He was a Walmart greeter turned 100 years old, and uh, it was like a celebratory story. <laughs> And I was like, is this a celebratory story? This is a guy that's working at Walmart and he's 100 years old. And I get it. Some people who are retired, just, you know, want something to do and they don't mind going to be a greeter at Walmart. Right. They just get to say hi to people all day. It's not that bad of a job, but also maybe some of these people have to have a job and somebody at hundred years old probably doesn't need to uh, be working at Walmart as a greeter. Uh, nobody actually should be doing that at hundred years old. Um, but yeah, so five thousand dollars. He gave a thousand of this tip money. It sounds if you if you wanted the at me. It sounds like this guy at six a.m. had a thousand dollars left of his five thousand dollar tip money. It was Christmas morning at six a.m. Uh, he liked Callie. It looks like he did some research here, but he was done for the day. He was going to go home for Christmas and just gave the thousand so dollars. I'm like, eh, I'll just give her the thousand. I don't want to. I could give her five hundred and go to the next restaurant and find another. Um, person who's working on christmas morning who's a nice person who's doing a good job but also they're having to work on christmas morning and are willing to work and give them another 500 hundred dollar tip but i want to get home for christmas too there's the cynic in me that's that's what i say uh coming up tomorrow i'm gonna to have state senator brad Paff on or or failed u.s house candidate brad path uh you we we always like to joke about that but um There is a story here, the most obvious of headlines on Wisdom. Wisconsin Republicans and Evers clash over tax cuts in schools. What? Wisconsin Republicans and the Democratic governor are clashing over issues? Unbelievable. But at least they're talking, I guess. Uh, But this is a a story at wisdomnews.com. Pretty interesting. Also, J.J. Watt is retiring, a former Badger defensive end. He's uh, indicated that he's going to retire at the end of the season. It's kind of funny because he... Never seems to play anyway, but uh, his brother TJ plays for the Steelers. Like the best defensive player in the in the world. So um, another another interesting kind of like combo story is Evers has picked the the next DNR secretary, but also over the over the holiday weekend, it's kind of almost a Friday news dump when this stuff comes up. But the the DNR policy board member, I think he's the chair but he 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 resigned this, this uh god what was his name I'm trying to find the story now wow there's a lot of there's a lot of stories oh the Amtrak story i want to talk about that too um but the fred preen that's his name the dnr policy board republican whose six year term ended last may i think it was last may so months and months ago, over it was that over a year no months and months ago i want to say maybe it was over a year ago um but he he finally said he's resigning <laughs> And it's like, oh, now you're resigning. That's interesting. He's like a Wausau dentist, and he's on the DNR policy board. And Scott Walker nominated him for that. And the Senate then goes into session and approves his nomination. And then he uh, proceeds to to time out his six-year term and then doesn't step down. Meanwhile, Governor Evers nominates his replacement but he doesn't he doesn't leave the post. And then there's a lawsuit and the Wisconsin Supreme Court has to get involved on whether or not uh, these these people in these positions need to step down when their term ends. This is just the most the, the craziest decision the Supreme Court, one of the craziest decisions, I think. And the Supreme Court's like, eh, if, if the Senate doesn't confirm the next person, then the person that's already in the seat, even though their term ended, doesn't have to leave until they die, get sick, or do something. Uh, inappropriate. So this is a story last week. He, this guy finally decided to resign. He has to resign now because uh, the Senate isn't in session, of course, right? Our state Senate will ask Brad Pfaff about this tomorrow. But our but our state Senate it isn't in session. They haven't confirmed anyone for many a month. I would say uh, we'll ask Brad exactly when. But it's uh, they haven't been in session since March. So it's been we're we're honing in on ten months that they've been in session. And it's not that they go in session to do. Uh, these these nominations, but or confirmations, I, sh- I should say. But they did do these at, at a time when Evers's replacement for this DNR policy board member was on the table. They could have added her to the list and approved her, but they just didn't because the, we're in a situation now where the Wisconsin Supreme Court says if you didn't, if the Senate doesn't confirm the nominee, then the person that's term expired can stay there. For as long as they want. But when the de- when the governor is Democratic and the legislature is Republican and the legislature is responsible for confirming these people, and they fight with the governor all the time, as you can see by the story that I just said earlier, uh Wisconsin Republicans and Evers clash over tax cuts in schools, then the state the Republican-led state senate is just gonna go, eh, you know what? We're just not gonna confirm you that person. We're not gonna. They could, they could put them on the calendar and, and, and go through the process, but they're just not even going to go through the process, let alone go through the process and decide, eh, we'll confirm them or not. Um, Senator Brad Paff knows about this because he was one of these people that experienced this. So maybe, maybe we have to rehash this again. But uh, Sandra Nass, the appointee that Evers nominated months and months and months and months and months ago, is finally going to take her seat at the position on the DNR policy board, and this is the key thing, right? Here's the just the eye rolling part of this is because the DNR policy board is political, Sander Nass will sit down and give Democrats a four three majority over and they're appointees. So the the Republican, I guess it would be Scott Walker. He nominated three people to this board and now Evers is nominated four people, so it gives Evers is not Evers, uh Democrats have nominated four people. So um I guess that doesn't make sense. Like who nominated? I guess maybe they confirmed three other people. But uh yeah, so now it gives so they they just held out on the one person that swings this policy board from Democrat to Republican. It's very very eye-rolling and just makes when you want to complain about the government, this is a great great way to do it when they sit here and fight about who you want on your team running stuff as a as a new governor or something like that. Um, if a coach takes over for a team, I've said this before, if it was a coach takes over for a team, he doesn't want the old coaches like assistance. He wants his own guys in there or his own women in there. And why why would why wouldn't you, you let that person do that? 608-785-7914 is the talking text line good time to, to call unless you're gonna yell at me because I don't I don't really feel like getting yelled at for no reason <laughs> like earlier. Um, sports gambling. So I, I said earlier I, I, I got a lottery ticket, one thirty dollars, but the lottery ticket costs ten dollars. This is something that Wisconsin does, like right? we're cool with lottery tickets, we can and powerballs and you know a lot of states do maybe all the states do lottery tickets. Just it's silly how that's that's okay. But when it's sports gambling, then no way we're we're not going to, or just gambling in general, right? We can only gamble what at reservations in Wisconsin. I don't really, I don't quite understand why that is. It's almost, it seems a little, just just kind of nuts. And then um, we're starting to allow. I think we've started. I think Evers signed legislation to allow sports gambling at these places. But also, like, why can't I just open my phone app and sports gamble whenever I want? <laughs> and win money like why can't i do that illinois does this and uh they've been doing it since march of 2020 so for almost three years about two and three quarters of a year or two and three quarter years and um in over that time illinois is 16.6 billion dollars has been bet so they like whether it's apps or in in in-house or whatever 16.6 billion dollars and the state has made over two and three quarter years, almost three years, $190 million in state taxes, which actually over $16.6 billion doesn't seem like that much. $200 million in state taxes to $16.6, 16600000000 billion bill doesn't seem like that much, but uh, they also charge a 15% tax rate on the sports books and the win rate over that $16.6 billion is 7.6%, which seems very small. So who's getting the rest of that money? Um, I don't know what win. I don't know exactly what win rate means. That mean the one person that won or everyone that took in some money. But seven point six percent. That's that's tiny. Um, Michigan also allows sports gambling. Same time frame, three and three quarter years, March of 2020. $8.4 point four billion dollar bet. So they're not betting as much in Michigan. Maybe that's a population thing. Maybe there's just more people in Illinois, or maybe they're just more passionate about the Cubs or something. Uh, it could be the could be the sports. Honestly, like. But the uh, Michigan eight point four billion dollars bet, and uh, the win rate's only five point five percent in Michigan. So man, if you're you're either they're bad at sports betting in Michigan. I guess I guess it would. The win rate would would depend on whether or not you're good or bad at the betting. <laughs> like, are you betting on the right people? Um, but over the, from the eight point four billion dollars that was bet, twenty one and a half million dollars in state taxes. So way less than Illinois. Like, like a quite a bit less where we're, if, if you did the math, Illinois taken, taken about $80 million more in state taxes than Michigan. So I guess if you're uh you're a sports betting company, you're, you're better off going to Michigan to do this than to Illinois. But again, we're leaving a lot of money on the table. If the stupid government would allow sports betting, if I could just open my app right now and, and bet on, uh, fantasy sports I guess or real sports in a fantasy like way anyway we'll be back all right welcome back to the cross talk I'm Rick Solem a couple minutes left here to wrap up and just wanted to get this free shipping thing out too but state, state senator Wisconsin State Senator Brad Pa gonna be on tomorrow I I did give him some homework so it kind of the end of the year and we're gonna do some lists here. Uh, we're going to do some, on, on wisdomnews.com, uh, our top stories of the year, our top story themes of the year. I don't know if Brad's going to. Brad Williams kind of takes care of this uh, because he remembers all the stories. But he, uh, he kind of compiles. In the past, we've done a top 10 stories, um, but now we're, we're doing more, more of themes. And every once in a while, it's, it's funny. It, look, we used to do clicks. But, but the, the click stories sometimes get a, get a little crazy because there'll be like some national story that gets the most clicks on our website for the year, but it has nothing to do with anything in the state or the the area or the state or anything. So then it's like, well, that's weird. That's the top story of the year. And it's, you know, some North Korea missile, you know, something just weird like that. Just that doesn't make any sense. Um, but, I, but I did give Brad Paff some homework. Hopefully he comes. I, I want him to bring up maybe the, the, the top legislation that passed there didn't pass in the state. So something like along those lines and maybe some of the top things that he had proposed over his time. Now he's been in office for two years and, and we'll just see, we'll just see what he comes up with. Um, and then we can talk about it. I try to have fun with Brad and then sometimes he doesn't always get it. It's fine because <laughs> I'm a little different. Um, anyway, just a minute here, but uh the, there's some stories coming out about how we might we might just be changing the free shipping in the industry and it makes it, it just the the stories are kind of interesting because it talks about how when you buy things online and and most of the consumers I think it was like 61 percent of shoppers say they are not going to buy something unless the shipping is free they're not even don't even don't even send it unless you offer free shipping I'm not going to buy it and it's kind of funny because the, the companies that offer free shipping are just working the shipping into the price. But the, that, that, price kind of, that price kind of overlays everything that you buy. So it's not like if I go online and look at some shirt or something that I want and it's, oh, the shipping is free. That's cool. I'll just have it shipped. But if you go to that same store, maybe the physical structure of that store and go to buy it there, it isn't cheaper. So they've worked the shipping cost into everything online, but also they've that's quote unquote trickle down into the store's cost as well. I guess because they already shipped it there, even though they're bulk shipping it to these places. But but it is kind of funny how how this is reshaping everything that we do on and we've done this. The pandemic's really pushed this, but we've been doing this for a while, obviously. But uh, everything everything seems to come with free shipping in one way, shape, or form, whether you ha- got to hit a, like, f- spend a minimum of $50. Uh, but the way the returns work isn't always going to be free. It seems like some companies are actually starting to charge shipping for returns or actually just char- charge a flat rate. You still get the shipping um, sticker, you know, to send it back, quote-unquote, for free, but you're just charged, like, five bucks. Uh, but other companies see this as such a detriment to to uh, the bottom line that based on some of the things you buy, like you can buy some stuff on Amazon and then if you want to return it, they actually just tell you to keep it because it is going to cost them more to return and process the return and get it back to wherever it needs to go and get it back into the system. All that stuff actually costs them more than, the $4 or whatever it costs to, to have the item ship back. And I don't know if these are large items or small items, right? There's a balancing act. A large item would cost more to ship back, but obviously a large item would cost more. So it's just kind of a funny thing to think about. And uh, the way we're doing shipping, it, it might have to change. If we're, if we're going to worry about like how we ship all these things and, and how much pollution and waste and just wasted energy goes into uh, uh, this stuff. The convenience is great, but also then the cost might not be worth our time. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll do it again.